Hello, my name is Darren Speaksma. Welcome to the Campfire Conversation of the Every Square Centimeter Podcast, a podcast where we celebrate the people, places, and practices in and around Christian education in Canada. I'm here with Jeremy Horlings from the Prairie Centre for Christian Education. Asabenua! Ba-ba-boom! And, yes, I know, I think we got it that time. We're pretty close. And I'm also here with Justin Cook from Advance. Hey, Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. We are together for a bit of a different type of episode today. This is the fourth of what we hope will be many campfire conversations. Well, it's the end of season two, and we thought we would close it out with a campfire. Whether it's the end of a summer day, the last evening on a camping trip, endings are better with a campfire, especially when you're sharing that campfire with friends who are both passionate about similar things and don't see the world the same as you do. Add a relaxing sunset and a favorite beverage, and I am sure the sparks will fly. Mm-hmm. We hope you have enjoyed spending time with us as we travel this great country celebrating individuals and their schools as they work to create learning opportunities that explore how God calls us to live in the world. We continue to be excited to be receiving questions and ideas from our listeners. Keep them coming. We'll be using these campfire conversations as a way to interact with the ideas, questions, and prompts that we hear from our listeners. So stick around for the Crossfire segment later in the episode. Today, the campfire crackles inside the safety of a large metal ring. The sausage has been fried in a cast iron frying pan, and it sits on a round of firewood between us, the aroma making my mouth water. Mm. Our summers start a little later than those who work directly in a school, and as we sit back and reflect on what it meant to be a Christian educator over these past few years, the overwhelming feeling we all have is awe and gratitude. It has been a grind. We are glad that the educators we know are getting a break. It is well-deserved. For our Every Square Centimeter Campfire Conversations, either Justin, Jeremy, or myself will bring one topic about education that lingers from one of our previous episodes, or we might surprise the group with a random educational conundrum. Though campfire chats can last to the wee hours of the morning and travel great intellectual distances, our campfire conversations will focus on one burning issue. Let's get started. Justin, Jeremy, as I mentioned earlier, it's been a bit of a grind. In many of our communities, our differences seem magnified, and the overwhelming amount of similarities we have appear to be minimized. As we head into our version of a summer break, what do you guys think are the skills all graduates need to walk well in a world full of contradictory and sometimes combative voices, both within and outside the Christian communities they participate in. Mm. Justin, you got any thoughts? Well, I might have one or two. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the question, Darren. Um, I think in some ways this, this question also assumes rightly this continued shift away from just information towards formation, which I love. Mm. And, you know, the three of us have talked a lot about that, um, Christian deeper learning, etc. So I love that. I think one of the main priorities, a lot of the combativeness we're experiencing in culture is just like either or thinking, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to be in the right camp. And if you're not in the right camp, you're in the wrong camp. And so maybe a starting point is what does it mean to navigate these tensions 
whether you have a strong opinion or not. And so maybe I'll just start us off by saying, all right, I may have clarity on a specific contentious issue and that's fine. But then what does it mean for me? What skills do I need to relate to those who are not in that tribe with me? Mm -hmm. And I think conversely, I may not have a a strong, clear, certain opinion about a contentious topic. And so then what, what skills do I need to dive into, you know, the tensions that surround that specific topic? So maybe what I'm really just trying to talk about is in the midst of desire for truth, we can't lose sight of interpersonal behavior and the fruit of the spirit. Justin, I, we've recently had conversations as a group, even around the leadership framework, uh, potentially for a cross Canada leadership framework. And even that word truth, we've talked about being a little bit of a lightning rod. Um, so I appreciate you, you using it. Cause I do think a part of our Christian education should be the pursuit of truth. Um, but maybe some of the, how we hold on to, or how we approach uh, the postures. Like to me, I think the posture of students in these conversations is important. I was listening to a podcast recently that was interviewing and I'm, and I hope I get this right. I think it was some, some Dort science um, teachers or it might've been actually, anyway, it was a Christian uh, university in the States. And they were talking about the fact that they're not just teaching their students how to go through the scientific methods, but also what their posture should be when they present um, hypothesis or even you know, facts, and I put facts in quotation marks, that, that there should be a posture of humility, even in presenting scientific facts. And I just love that tension and that idea, especially in a world in which I think over the last couple of years, the science world um, has its own, is its own, you know, lightning rod for people uh, around whether they trust it or not, but to have a posture of humility, um, even in a sense where I've studied this, I have tested this, and I'm still going to enter into conversations with humility, I think is an important uh, posture. Yeah, I like that. I like when it comes to if you see yourself as an expert, uh, how do you how do you live well with that? But I, I'm also intrigued by this other side, Justin, that you mentioned, this idea of when I don't have strong opinions about something, what do I need and how can I, I live in the tension of not knowing because that could be anxiety producing uh, for a lot of, a lot of people. It's there's safety in black and white, even if the black and white isn't helpful. Um, And I wonder about the need to practice intellectual resilience um, and being able to, and maybe it's not intellectual, Maybe it's emotional resilience that you, when you're feeling tension and it's actually impacting you physiologically, you can acknowledge that and it might not be, it might not feel awesome, but you can acknowledge that that's part of the learning journey. This idea to be, to be comfortable with discomfort for a time in the pursuit of, as Jeremy said, in the pursuit of truth. I think, yeah. Okay. That's good. I think it can go two ways, right? Like if I have a bounded set, as it relates to my tribe, then I wonder if I assume resilience is staying the course, putting up defenses, Mm -hmm. protecting the Mm in-group, right? Resilience is fighting the opposite side. 
staying strong in the culture war. Whereas if I have a centered set, I'm actually resilience is completely flipped. It's like, Mm -hmm. I need to go meet the other. I need, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the tension. The interpersonal is kind of framed, unfortunately, as someone I have to dominate and defeat in a, in a battle versus someone who I need to get curious about and engage with and maybe even be shaped by. And that, that to me is the tension around, you know, someone will just slant resilience according to their their in-group tendency. That's a great point. I think that brings us back to Jeremy's comment on posture. Is that consistent? Well, well, the, the, on one end, and maybe we're getting away from the, the high school student, but in leadership, we talked about the idea of, so one is like embodying grit or perseverance, right? The other end is embracing vulnerability. Like are, are those are those opposites or are those actually a piece, like the, kind of the similar thing, right? Like is, is one of the ways to ha- be resilient is to embrace vulnerability, and mm. to be okay with interdependence. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm curious around that language, especially in the last few years, around these words of grit and, and uh, mind, mindset. Um, yeah, Darren? Well, let's take that to the high school graduate. Let's kind of go back to that question. So what sort of experiences, because we all know that we're formed through hab- habit, and that it takes multiple iterations and multiple attempts to get good at something, what sort of experiences or opportunities would students need in order to, to develop the, the posture that we're, we're talking about or talking around? Mm. A couple come to mind immediately that could be practiced within the context of the classroom. So some are just really basic, but foundational interpersonal skills. So like, what does Mm -hmm. it mean to use language intentionally and carefully? Mm -hmm. So language matters. So the words I'm using have certain connotations and, and there can be permission to say, when you use the word truth, what do you mean? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the topic may be, let's, let's be open to dialogue about what we mean when we use a certain phrase or term. But then some are even more rudimentary and interpersonal and basic, like, you know, don't interrupt each other. You know, Mm -hmm. I think if we have those kinds of norms, like listening, active listening, um, echoing what we've heard back before responding, listening to understand as opposed to listening to respond, you know, we can all pull out some of our favorite group norms. They matter here. I think they are as much a part of the skill set and the formation in the classroom learning as whatever the outcome of the dialogue or the content of the dialogue is trying to determine. I think, um, I appreciate that, Justin. I, I, I think, especially in light of this being kind of our end of year, season two, the reality is I look back through the years, what the, the, the people, places, and practices, so the practices part the, the, that we've celebrated um, there's reason why we celebrate so many of those practices. And I think it's because they are trans, like they, they translate. Like when we talk about opening circles, we're talking about teaching kids to, to be known, right. Mm-hmm. And to be welcoming. And we're not doing this to you, but we're doing this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about high impact projects or 
we talk about uh, formational learning experiences, PBL, where we're adding that fourth leg to the stool. We're saying we're not just home and family and, and our sort of family, school and church, but also community. All of a sudden, we're sitting around the table with others and not just us, right? And all of a sudden, I think I remember we talked about collaborating at some point. When we collaborate, when we work with other people, we realize we have a lot more similarities than differences. Mm -hmm. And I think social media promotes those one-off sentences, those highly Mm -hmm. polarizing. Mm -hmm. We have, when I read your tweet, I have, there's nothing I can relate to in that tweet. But when I actually sit around and work on something for, for, you know, common good or the vision of a good life or whatever that is, we realize very quickly we have so much, we're struggling with the same struggles. We're, we're walking some similar pathways. And all of a sudden, I think some of those walls come down. Um, and then last of all, Darren, I think about work of SCSBC with um, the space for dialogue. It's it, like some of those going out is the names and faces. We get to know stories and all of a sudden, you know, our skills improve around like the dangers of the other. It's like, I want to know your story, the curiosity posture. So, so I, I think when we look back over our year and the people and the stories we're celebrating, <clears throat> so many of our teachers are doing such wonderful jobs of already trying to prepare this next wave of students. Uh, gives me hope. Yeah, I agree. I think if I think about some of the tensions that are, that are being lived out in Ontario communities, there is a lot of good dialogue and tough dialogue happening that center around the word position versus posture. Right. And I think we have to, I think students and the adults who are in classrooms with students and the adults who are in general membership meetings, et cetera, we have to recognize that both posture and position are valid, that they yeah. both matter, mm-hmm. that there has to be space for us to maintain focus on both that they can't be this either or. I think that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. Right. Like whether I'm certain or not, I'm entitled to my position. I a positions matter, but we can never allow one position or posture to trump the validity of the other. Do you get let me ask, do you guys are the words posture and position kind of running through specific tensions or communities in Alberta? In the, in the prairie or in SESBC? Yeah, for us, for sure. I would say with often position rising to the top very, very quickly and then having to be sort of curated. I was going to use the word challenged, but that seemed combative. And I think just theologically, when we're, when we're, we're being combative, we probably were on some thin ice there based on Christ's example. But I think position, because a lot of people do think bounded set in their approach, position then is more important than posture because position is what allows people to figure out, are you in or are you out? And then the call to posture is in for some people a call a challenge that they're not comfortable with. But I do, I think as a community, schools have a great opportunity of demonstrating through norms, through um, the size of meetings potentially. So there's more voices can be heard and there's less intimidation, whatever it might be. I think schools could really be a place where, 
um, we can live that position and posture um, have to come together, that mm-hmm. idea out, both in the classroom practically, but also with AGMs, with other community events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I think, so like, let's just take a hypothetical that's not really loaded and, and dangerous. Like, let's say we're debating about flat earth, right? I think there is a sense in which the three of us would probably by consensus say we share a position. And is it okay for the three of us with our shared position to say to a flat earther, respectfully, you're wrong. You don't have enough data or facts to prove your position. And I think when I, when I take on, cause I think maybe I'm, I would probably be uh, camped a little bit more in as a posture person, as opposed to a position person, but that's, that's not true. I have positions, right? And I guess I'm just trying to use something that's not so loaded as a flat earth debate mm-hmm. to say, are we actually comfortable saying to another person or to another group, we disagree with you. And, and that's normal. Like it's okay to have that debate, but how do we do it within a desire that there can be position, but there has to be a commitment to posture in the midst of it all. Yeah. And I think for me, as we, as we close up this conversation, how that happens, how that conversation happens is so key. Um, Because if we, if our need to establish our position is done in such a way that we're breaking the call to unity as a community, then I need to be at least evaluating my motivation in feeling the need to say you're wrong, mm. or I need to find a different way of delivering that message. Mm-hmm. And I can, yeah. Can I, sorry, just a quick, mm-hmm. I, where I thought about right and wrong, Darren, is when you talked about in out mm-hmm. and I wonder if yes, in out matters, but right, wrong is also a pursuit, right? Like we're trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. true, what's right. And in whatever topic might be on the table, let's say. So there's in out dynamics, there's interpersonal dynamics, but there's also kind of like knowledge and wisdom Mm -hmm. and facts dynamics at play that, that they're connected, but they're different somehow. I think I'm, I may be uh, taking this a little bit of a different direction, but I do think, uh, and Darren, I know you've mentioned we're closing this up, but I, I'll, I'll add maybe two things before we do. Um, the posture of even churches and I, I think has is, is gone away from that idea of first you believe in what we believe, then you behave a certain way, and then you get to belong to our group, right? Mm-hmm. And now we talked about the idea of actually we need to get better at belonging, right? People, do you have a sense of belonging community? Then we understand our behavior. Then we go to what do we believe? And I so I wonder again, Justin, in that conversation we're having with the Flat Earther, do they feel a sense of belonging with our group? Mm-hmm. Um, and then before we get maybe to our beliefs, I know for a fact if I was in that, and I could be as certain as black and white for me, I would still probably say, I think you're wrong. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. you're wrong. Like I, and and, mm-hmm. and that's it's just part of my, um, yeah, for good or for bad, I, I, I tend to just be very passive in that piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do wonder if the folks... Is, is, is more on um, 
how do we get people to, to belong? And I know that brings about a whole nother, like who belongs and who doesn't mm-hmm. belong. And like, mm-hmm. right. So, but the hope of trying to start with belonging is important. And the last thing I'll say, cause I think it fits really well. And this is just a shout out to Colossians Forum, because I think all of our regions have um, done some work with Colossians Forum. And I think we'll continue to do some Colossians Forum work. And I wonder if high schools or schools should start to have a, Colossians forum type of structure to a course, like a whole course. Um, so for example, they would use as their practices of communication in these types of situations is go toward, right? Pursue others with generosity. So don't avoid conflict. Go Godward, affirm unity in Christ. Get curious, listen with humility, which we've already kind of talked about. Go deep, uncover fears and loves, and then get right. Uh, by repairing missteps. And I, mm-hmm. I've appreciated their, I think all of us are kind of, in, mm-hmm. have used a little bit of their work to inspire some of the work we're doing. And so I just want to shout out uh, Colossians Forum as well. I love that. Let's end there. Um, Justin, Jeremy, great conversation. As I expected, the sparks flew, maybe. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Walking well. <clears throat> Yeah, I think walking well with those that you disagree with takes skill and practice. We definitely have work to do in that area. Um, As we do and as we commit to that work, let's transition to the Crossfire segment where we take the feedback and questions from our listeners and form them into prompts. One of us will read a listener's comment and provide the prompt while the other two will try to answer them as wisely and succinctly as possible. First up, as we engage with our listeners, I think it's important to realize it's the end of the school year. And like we talked about earlier, it has been a challenge. And I think celebrating um, our participants this year is a great way to go. And we definitely got some Mm -hmm. celebrations from colleagues on Twitter. Um, In response to Loretta joining us in episode 13, Tom Dielstra tweeted, so proud of my colleague. And Janice McDonald's episode uh, number 14, had Principal Danny Nachtigal sharing, this is a very big deal. Nice work, Janice Mack. And in anticipation of episode 18, where we talked with Laura Rand, her, superintend- her superintendent chatted, Laura is awesome. I can't wait to listen. So it's great to see school administrators celebrating their staff in this way. We're excited to be part of that story. Justin, you know, is there somebody you want to celebrate today? Well, guys, we would be remiss if we didn't celebrate the amazing people behind the scenes who help us make this podcast happen. So huge shout out to our sound producer, Graham Langridge, who this this episode's going to be a train wreck because we're trying to do it without him. But we'll, mm-hmm. we'll carry on, Graham. <laughs> Kevin Vanderleek, uh, who has uh, he has been so successful that uh, it's commonly known that we have more swag than listeners, and that is thanks to Kevin Vanderleek. So we shout out to Kevin. <laughs> and lastly, we actually have a website, and the only reason we have a website is because Sarah Burt is making sure that we actually do some things right. And uh, so thank you, Sarah Burt, my colleague, who's helping us make sure that the Christian Schools Canada website. The celebration of learners is up and uh, and and running. So, those behind the scenes of the every All square our socials centimeter. As well. Oh, and socials—that's true. 
super active on social. Yeah, she's on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, thanks, Justin. And thank you to Danny, Tom, and, and Darren for taking the time to celebrate your colleagues. Nice. All right. Next up, you might be shocked to know, but we have received some love from Lori Koning, one of our favorite tweeters. She says, feeling energized after spending the morning with an enthusiastic grade six class at Cambridge Christian School, sharing about Edudeo's work supporting Christ-centered education. And what better way to spend the drive than by listening to the latest episode of Every Square CM? Thank you, Lori. Question, guys. You guys driving this summer? And if so, podcasts or listening recommendations with or without kids? What are you thinking? Yeah, so thank you, Lori. I will start off by saying I know we've given podcast recommendations before, but uh, uh, I'll give a couple more. And this summer I am traveling uh, with, with my kids. We're going out to Campbell River on the island, Vancouver Island. So it's quite a long haul. So there will be times where uh, we'll be trying to listen to something together. We have Kids range from seven to 15. So not all of them like the same things. I'll just say that. My daughter is now <laughs> starting to become the person that Bluetooths her music over the speakers. And so we, we got to kind of find a happy balance. But uh, I'll say one good one for kids is Wow in the World. Uh, it's a one that has even like little, uh, it's all about science, uh, science facts. And it will have some two wows i think it two what's in a wow or two what's in a, two wows in a what or something it's got a little game piece in it so you can play it's got a little trivia with it um and so i recommend that for if you got some yeah kids from seven ten um kind of fun and then uh an interesting one that if you you know want to put your headphones in and not have the kids maybe listening to because i didn't listen to it with those ears on is uh, wild boys a podcast from chameleon um, this one, Darren, from your area, a couple boys show up in Vernon, BC, I believe, uh, it's claiming that they were uh, raised in the woods of Revelstoke and never had access to any type of technology. And so they just show up in Vernon. And it's a story about a small town British Columbia hospitality. And uh, I'll leave it at that. So no spoilers, uh, but it's a fascinating one. It's I, I do long, like long story forum podcasts and so that one's multi like a bunch of episodes as they track a story and then even go back current day and go what are they doing now um mm-hmm. has a little bit of conspiracy theory conversations in there has a little bit of um canada usa how we approach different types of uh, healthcare. Uh, it it's a winding road um so i'll recommend <laughs> those i might have one more darren but i think you got one here go ahead <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. Uh, as an empty nester, um, I'm no longer thinking about podcasts that I need to have with uh, as, with younger kids. So the two that I'm going to suggest, uh, I keep going back to For the Life of the World, Yale Divinity School. Miroslav Volf is heavily involved in that one. And then one that is all over the place um, and is growing on me is one called No Stupid Questions. And frankly, I started listening to that because it showed up in my feed and the title interested me. But like it's all over the place, like the one that just dropped three days ago. Should you give kids an allowance or make them get jobs? I look forward to listening to that one um, coming up here. Uh, I'll add two. I love I love that one. I I, uh, I love that um, recommendation. I haven't listened to that one, but I've heard a few people recommend it, Darren. So it's got I've got to add that to my list. Um, 
two more that I'll just quickly add because I think they're fantastic. Snatching Sinatra, the grand scheme. It's a, about a story about a guy that uh, uh, kidnaps Frank Sinatra Jr. in an attempt to get some ransom money. And uh, it is quite a fascinating story about, and it's it's talking to the person that did it. And so it's it's fantastic, really fun light, but also uh, dips into the idea of like, you know, hearing God's voice and what, you know, sanity and all those types of pieces. So it's fascinating. And then Criminal is just a fantastic week by week, or I don't know, I don't know if it's week by week, but regular one that just talks about the the world of crime, but uh, done so in a really beautiful way, different stories around. So Criminal, I'd recommend as well. Nice. Thank you, Lori, for your continued listenership, for Edudeo's sponsorship of our podcast, and we look forward to more next year. All right. Uh, This is coming kind of as a category under like every square centimeter swag, talking about Kevin's work. And yes, uh, we have Ruth, our office administrator at Perry Center has has made the joke about we have more swag than listeners. And and, uh, that's just because we printed out a lot of stickers in fairness to that comment. Um, So we had an opportunity... We have, we had the opportunity to hand out some of our swag at Converge in San Diego. We talked about that that being at that our last campfire conversation, and we invited some of the recipients to post pictures of themselves on Twitter, rocking our ESC toques. Yes, everyone, we have toques, so not just stickers. We do not have thousands of toques. I'll say that. So there's a fun picture of Ed and Justin wearing our toques. Go take a look at that. Uh, Gail Monsma posted that one. There's also another great pic of Mark Vanderwerf also wearing our toque. Am I saying that right? Does anyone know Mark? Um, yep. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just known for Grand saying Rapids. names wrong. So I'm going to assume I'm saying it. Okay. Uh, he wrote out, he wrote every square centimeter, even American centimeters. I mean, inches. So he, t- uh, wonderful pick of him in the toque. And then, but our favorite pick, uh, came from Rachel. I'm, I'm going to Medeiros. Medeiros. Yeah, it's close enough. I think Medeiros. That's how I say it. Rachel. <laughs> so, so, Maybe one of you could give me the story of because I think you guys were there when she got a toque. Yeah, so Rachel is someone that I've connected with. I think you have too, Justin. And when she was at Converge, she uh, was with child. And she said, I know nothing about Canada and I don't want to take the quiz, um, but I want a toque. And I said, no problem, as long as dot, dot, dot. And nice. she delivered and both figure realist. Yeah. Anyway, she delivered. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And yes, I think I look yeah. pretty good in yeah. the toque, but there's no way I look as good as that young person. She delivered. Early. Yeah. Like, so that she delivered early too. That baby is young. That photo is amazing. That yes. child is beautiful and newborn. Yeah, it but, is going to be tough to top that picture ever. As she tweeted out, as promised for my Canadian friends, taught in toque, hashtag every square centimeter. So cool. Uh, you'll have to go. Maybe we can add that picture to our show notes. I'm not sure if we can find a way to do that, but it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Last of all, our good friend Eric Elfson took a selfie out of one of his wander into wonder, sorry, wander into wonder walks. And he tweeted, got my toque. Okay, but he spelt it T-U-Q-U-E. So this got me wondering, uh, how would what's your go-to spelling of toque, first of all? So Darren, what do you, what do you got? Well, I think it's actually pronounced chook. 
So I'm going with C H U C H U like shoot or chuke. It's a chuke. C H U K E. Because then people would know how to say it. Maybe is what I was thinking. Chuke, chuke. So like whether you know if you get. I don't know what nationality that might be that could enunciate that in in the best way. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, I'll say this. So there was a poll done a few years back in Edmonton because people were trying to figure out how to spell this word. And so I'm curious what you guys think the top voted way to spell toque would be. So I, I'll, I'll, you're saying spoiler it's, alert, yeah, it's not C H U K E. It's not, it's not chook. It's not C H. Yeah. Sorry. No, Ch. There's a few. There's three. There's four different spellings in here. So give me what you think the top one would be. Well, no offense to Eric, but I think his is not at the top with the T U Q. I think. It, I think it Rachel comes in third. It, was in third. I think Rachel's got it close with T O Q, but I want to go T O U Q U E. This is two. Justin. You're the English guy mm-hmm. in our group, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so number one, 40%, only 40% though, T-O-U-Q-U-E. Number two, T-O-Q-U-E, so 36%. And then 18% with the Eric's way, 2-T-U. Wonder if it's okay. American. And then uh, less than 1% spelt it T-O-O-K. Took. So took, yeah. But no chook. So next time they maybe need to put chook in there. 0.1%. Point zero one percent, aka Darren Speaksma. <laughs> uh, we want to say thank you to everyone for wearing our swag and sharing those picks. They were super cool to see. And then it's me again, number four here. We got Jackie Stock. Am I saying that right, guys? <laughs> Every time I say that, you guys look at me like you don't know, or I'm making a mistake. So just keep rolling, buddy. Just keep rolling. Every All right, so time. she's at at stock j stock on Twitter. That's uh, if you want to you want to go follow her. Uh, she tweeted out, "I'm catching up on my Every Square Centimeter podcast. Here's proof of Justin's crocodile story. Yeah. Yes, I was one of the people laughing from the sidelines. So, just to ensure we we know the context of this, she was listening to episode 11, I believe, um, when we had Gail Monsma on, and Justin told the story." of being thrown in this uh, cro- live crocodile, I don't know, pen. So Gail responded back to Jackie saying, Photoshop, like, I don't believe this. And Jackie responds, nope, this is legit. We really did encourage Justin and Daryl DeBoer to get into the cage of death at Crocosaurus Cove for <laughs> our entertainment. Justin, maybe like for our listeners, we'll try to post this picture in our notes, but maybe can you explain the picture we're looking at here that Jackie uh, sent in? Yeah, good time. So yeah, uh, Daryl and I had this amazing experience of going to uh, a learning, teaching and learning conference up in North North uh, Territory of Australia, Darwin, Australia, an amazing town uh, really far away from us in North, in North Australia. It's incredible. And Darwin has this tourist stop, this trap called like uh, Crocosaurus Cove. And yeah, they have this plexiglass cylinder that they descend into that's called the cage of death. And it's on this chain and they drop it into this uh, tank 
where there's this huge salty, this huge croc swimming slowly around the cage of death, eyeing Daryl and I, trying to figure out if there's a way to, to, to get in. And the, the photo that Jackie shared is pretty amazing. It's, it is. It's jaws are wide open. It's literally looking directly. It's about three or four inches from Daryl and my face inside the, the cage of death. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're staring him down with his wee beady eyes. So, Justin, help me out. You guys have uh, goggles on your foreheads. Is that so that you could put them on and, and duck under the water? Or do you go lower? Does this thing lower further than the picture? Well, no, it doesn't. Like there's no oxygen that comes with the cage okay. of death. So we had to keep at least the part. They didn't drown us. I thought they, they, didn't, they didn't actually kill us. But they did allow us some goggles to go underwater to look at the crocodile. And Daryl and I thought it would be a nice touch if we wore some Canadian ties. So you can see a little oh, strip of red. that's what the red is. I thought, okay. Yeah, so we, had, we, had, we dressed up for the occasion to go in the cage. We were wearing our bathing suits and some pretty snazzy Canadian ties uh, to go with our T-shirts in the cage. Okay. Nice. Very nice. So my question is, what's the most extreme thing you've done uh, – Justin, is that the most extreme thing you've done or, or was, it, does, was it not that extreme? They didn't yeah. drown you. So it sounds like it was a little not so extreme. It felt pretty safe, but it was fun to be in there for sure. It's pretty extreme. I, I think, you know, what, what kind of Christian school system takes their keynote speakers and drops them into a cage with a crocodile? It's, you know, thank you, CEM. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Darren, uh, or Justin, I, sorry, I didn't give you space. Did you have anything more extreme I'm or I, I'm Darren, mountain, mountain you... climbed in Jasper once. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that would have been mine too. Mountain climbing. Darren. I'm a little embarrassed to acknowledge that there are multiple times where, um, I feel like I faced imminent danger because of my stupidity. So if that's your definition <laughs> of extreme, um, I'm just going to share one where I love to salmon fish on the Skeena river. Um, it's something I try to do almost every year, even though we don't live there anymore. And there was one season, one coho season where I sat with a buddy on the close shore and watched boats repeatedly show up at a bar across the way, catch their fish and leave while we sat there catching no fish. So finally, after four days of that, we were like, we're canoeing across. We're getting to that sandbar in the middle of the Skeena because we want to catch fish too. <laughs> and three quarters of the way across, when we thought we were going to miss the sandbar and end up in the log jam that was at the end of the sandbar, and we weren't wearing life jackets, and it's probably the the time where I like I feared for my life a number of different times because of things I situations I put myself in, but that was the adrenaline took over and sheer panic and we just made um, the end of the bar and were able to, to make it there. And then the worst part, we didn't catch any fish. <laughs> so after all that, we got <laughs> shut out on that side of the bar too. So on that side of the river too. So that would be the most extreme thing I've done. Nice. Uh, I, I thought for sure, if you started talking about salmon fishing, there was going to be a grizzly involved, but that is uh, that like rivers People don't respect mm -hmm. rivers enough because they are super mm -hmm. dangerous and it uh, doesn't take much to get yourself in a situation. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Jackie, so much for sending in that amazing picture. It is an amazing picture, Justin, and uh, for listening to our podcast. Our last 
thing is we got reviews. You guys know I've been talking about <laughs> somebody sending in a review, you know, since day one, right? We need, we need a review. We need a review. And so we got some. Okay. So first of all, we have one that it, it's from in quotation marks, an important voice in Christian education. That's the name of the person. Okay. <laughs> so that's interesting. Okay. They said, love the voice you are bringing to educa- educators in the K to 12 Canadian Christian education context. My first question is, who do you think would self promote themselves to be, to say that they are an important voice in Christian education? Their username, just so you know, was Christian Ed Enthusiast. And I'm wondering if that was meant to be a hint. What do you guys oh. think? Who do you think that would be? Well, I I thought for sure it was Jeremy Horlings, personally. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it could have been Ed Newt. Mm-hmm. Darren, do you think it was Ed Newt? That was the first thing that jumped out at me for sure was, uh, was, was Ed. Whether it actually is, I'm not sure. But now I'm going to have to ask him. Well, and he spells his name with a small e. Yes. So that even makes okay. it more mm-hmm. possible. He signs his name small e, small d all the time. It, would you do you think he'd be clever enough to call himself Christian Ed enthusiast, or do you think that was by chance? If that's actually him, he's no, he's a pretty clever guy. I think that would yeah, be intentional. Okay. Right. Um, I just think it'd be funny if that's the case. Like, was that on Twitter? Well, that would have been. Uh, on this our... is on Apple Podcast reviews. Oh yeah, okay. I was going to say, because if it was on Twitter, he's still an egghead. So it would be ironic to me if he had opened up a different account. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, maybe it's not Ed because he gave us a five-star review and we've held out on the big boss. No, that's, <laughs> maybe that's, that's, his, that's his attempt oh. at getting us, you know, to, to bring him on the yeah. big boss episode. Nice. Well, I got a new boss, so I'm not sure. I want to invite the old boss. Oh, yeah. I got to suck up to the new <laughs> boss. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, we appreciate whoever you are out there for giving us a five-star rating and encouragement. And then I alluded to this before, but we did get one from a mysterious Gail M. Okay. Five stars. <laughs> and this is what Gail M said. Always a great listen. And then in brackets, particularly episode number 11. Now, if you recall, that was uh, one where Gail Monsma joined us. So I feel like our our sleuthing skills here aren't going to take much of a challenge. So she said, always a great listen, challenging, encouraging, entertaining, and unifying. Love the banter between the hosts while they celebrate Christian education in Canada. And if you beg enough, I guess someone will eventually write you a review. Laughing face emoji. <laughs> so my question to you two, and what I'm going to do is I'm curious to end off our kind of year here is I'm going to give you guys a quiz. I'm going to see if you guys can recall this year's guest. I'm going to tell you the guest's name, and you got to try to tell me where they're from and what the episode was called. Okay, so oh. the, we call ourselves People, Places, and Practices. Okay, so I'm going to give you the people. You're going to have to try to tell me where the place was and what the practice, well, actually just the name of the episode, okay? Okay. Is this, a, ready? Is this a competition or are we collaborating on this? I was thinking more collaborative oh. just because I Thank goodness. sprung this on you last minute, okay? And we apologize but if in you want to make it a competition, we do not. Go ahead. So our first episode this year was Perpetual. Can you guys figure out the city? That was... Somewhere in Ontario. 
It's, it's actually way giggling, more. Fun. So that's Let's a- make it a competition. <laughs> oh, because Justin knows this. One. Yeah, but it's going to come back around, Justin. Oakville. Yes, Darren. Nice. Nice. Very nice. And uh, any guesses to the topic? Diversity, if this is the one I'm going to yep. go on. So perpetual Oakville and diversity. Point for Darren if we're going to make this a competition. Two points, really. Well done. Okay, Darren. then we had. Yeah, well done. Then we had episode 10 is Matt. And we had Matt twice, not the same person, but two Matts. So this is episode 10. It's I'll give you from the Prairie Provinces. So what city? Yeah, that's where, yeah, where we're going in September. Got to go back to Winnipeg. Nailed it, Winnipeg. And, and place, or sorry, practice? Outdoor yeah. Ed. Outdoor Ed. Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. Uh, update on Matt. He's, prov- he's hopefully going to provide Christian Schools Canada Leadership Conference with some honey. Yes. So that's pretty cool. That is awesome. Did, uh, okay. did, you, skip, 11, did you skip episode nine? I did. Uh, I apparently can't say people's names or count. Those are my two <laughs> major flaws. So episode nine was Sandy. Yeah. So that's this Duncan. one's close to my heart. Yeah. That's Duncan and Truth and Reconciliation. Yeah. Nailed it. Good work, guys. Thank okay. You. Episode 11 was Gail. Mm-hmm. From the Good prairies. Mm-hmm. Nice work. Darren, are you cheating? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see your eyes staring at a screen and the whole point of this was for you to off the top of your head. I'm just glad we're collaborating again. So apparently <laughs> we got this. We got this. Justin Justin's down to you. A women in leadership was the topic. Okay, then we have Loretta. Justin, you should be able to get this one. Yeah, Charlottetown for sure. Primary projects. Mhm. Uh, nice work. Nice work. All right. Now we got Janice. In Surrey. And, and topic, Justin? Yeah. So I want to go, uh, I want to say, I want to say vocation 12. Sh- but it, I would say that should have been the title just for the record. But it was, uh, it was teaching for oh, transformation. Which is connected. Well done. Well done. Well done. Then, uh, then we did, uh, had Fiona. <laughs> and uh life as worship was hers mm-hmm. um then we had sherry from the prairies that's living god's away, dream jeremy. right yeah are we still are we still playing the game with darren cheating and jeremy giving all the answers or <laughs> sherry and beautiful work darren is darren was darren is fact checking me apparently yeah uh living god's dream was sherry oh yeah 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 laura Rans Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pacific Out of Victoria. Victoria. And yeah. last of all, we got... And then last of all, Matt, we got... High Impact, baby. Maker Studio. Oh, yeah, well, right. That's right. You, Maker Studio. You, 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 yeah, you went different directions yes, because we had done... Yeah. I just wanted to shout out all of our guests because I, you guys, I, we've talked about this. We lo- like it's pretty cool that we get to talk to these people. Like it has been a real joy for us, um, to, to, to look back, uh, to, to even look on our site and celebrate the people that have been part of, uh, us just, a, a one little cool thing. Fiona from Adelaide, Australia sent us all socks 
And so uh, there's a picture of our wonderful socks. Uh, Echidna's over here. What do you got, Justin? I got kangaroos. I'm wearing, wearing, wearing them as we speak. And though I'm not wearing them, I'm very proud of the platypus socks I received. They're, they're awesome. So thank you, Gail M., whoever you are, for being the first to review our podcast. You were the first one. And then uh, being kind with your, your thing. Here's what's next. Just as we transition, we're going to break until next fall, maybe winter. Um, we'll be live in Winnipeg, actually, for Christian Deeper Learning pre-conference. And pretty cool that some of our past guests are going to join us there and, and share some of their stories and elaborate on some of their stories. Uh, if you're listening and you've made it all the way through to this spot, uh, be excited or forewarned. I'm not sure because a bonus <laughs> episode or episodes is coming. We're not sure if it's going to be one or two because uh, it's definitely going to be long if it's one. We just recorded one called Schooled with a bunch of our friends uh, from Christian Education in the U.S. I'll just say this, okay? It starts out with us choosing school names based on 80s bands. And ends with a doctor singing Smelly Cat, you know, mm -hmm. Phoebe Smelly Cat. So I think over the summer, uh, I don't know, listen to it while you're relaxing at the beach or maybe removing all your lawn or installing a waterfall in your backyard mm -hmm. uh, pond. We would love to hear your thoughts. And we would love to actually hear what how you would design your perfect school after listening to that. Justin, anything you want to say before we send it off, Darren? Go ahead, Darren. Take it, take it away. All right. Uh, first of all, anybody who's listening wants to come to the pre-conference, you can find it online, Christian Schools Canada. Um, we'd love to have as many people there at the pre-conference. But right now, the fire's dying down, the coals are glowing, and I am both challenged and refreshed and maybe a little exhausted by our time together. Cheers to you two and to our listeners. May you find our fireside <laughs> and the fireside of others to be a place of support encouragement, challenge, and refreshment, and may collegiality and collaboration hold you in community as together we do the important kingdom work of educating children. Stay encouraged, educators. We want to thank Christian Schools Canada for sponsoring the podcast. Please know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CSC, the schools of our guest, or any of our three regional organizations. Thanks for listening. <laughs>